The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Why do some people choose jobs that involve having control over other people? And should such people be tested for empathy to avoid bullying in the workplace? Well, joining me now is Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and co-host of the podcast Tough Love. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So, um, Good question. It's a good question. Mm. And do people just evolve into these jobs or do they deliberately go after them? Yeah, I suppose there's a few factors. I think that, that some... First of all, I think people can be drawn to certain work because of kind of, well, modelling from home. There's a bit of that. I I, I know many people where all of the family are teachers, you know, where Mm -hmm. all of the family are doctors. So we have to take there's always that factor. Then so they may not suit those jobs. You have to have to remember that they may have been drawn into them, encouraged into them, but maybe they should have been encouraged into something else. But that, you know, wasn't in the realm, if you like, of the thinking in the in the kind of homestead, so to speak. So I always think of that. So lots of people are in the wrong job. Then you have you have the whole th- so you have the factor of modelling. Of course, you have the fa- factor of absolute talent. You know, some people are really suited to something, and they really really are very driven towards that. We do have some evidence around these things that that people who are very um, in, inclined to be extroverted and open, you know, very open to experience, open to other people, they tend to move into you know areas that are more people orientated common sense says that and to people who have less empathy and less interest in people if you like and in the nuance of people they tend to move more towards science and more towards um if you like the black and whiteness of facts and love that now these are tendencies this isn't you know this isn't black and white as they say people are complicated so people have tendencies to move in those directions but so you can end up in jobs for all sorts of reasons. The other factor I see a lot of is the unconscious psychological factor, which is that people are drawn, for example, to in some way master something in their own life and they are drawn into particular work for that reason. For example? For example, I would see it a lot in childcare. I would see people um, who have who work with troubled teenagers, um, I, who work with, you know, work in, in caring professions like myself. Isn't it some kind of mastering of a difficulty that they encountered early in life? Very often, not exclusively, but often they will tell you a story of somebody that was um, somebody they something they encountered, a child that wasn't looked after. And of course, often they are the child that wasn't looked after. And so in some ways, they are sublimating all that and using all that motivation to mind and care for. Now, people want uh, to do a job that, uh, you know, they're successful at. They yes. want to have at the end of the day, the satisfaction, job well done. Even Correct. if it mightn't be the end of the day, it might be the end of a three month yes. uh, therapy Project with a whatever. young child or yes. whatever it might uh, might be. Yeah. Um, but then there are people who just like to be in charge. Yes, there are. And that's a, that's a personality type. You know, there are some people we saw it a lot in um, we saw it a lot in the pandemic. Dare we mention it? But the, the, we saw the real need for black and whiteness in people's thinking. People like simplistic answers. Lots of people like rules. They like it black and white and they do not want anything else. People like that like to work in an area where they enforce rules and where they keep the rules. So, you know, again, they're drawn to that. Now, what you don't want is you don't want people like that meeting situations of too much control. I mean, control with control and with power, we know, comes responsibility. You've got to be you've got to be also have that combined with the person who's able to make a nuanced decision that has Mm. an ethical component that has, you know, so many other little nuances. I was thinking uh, about this uh, overnight uh, and about how uh, the cull in technology Mm. uh, and you may be very nice managers locally, but they have no control. 
the control was in California where people yeah. had no contact whatsoever with the workforce and just said, OK, 10% are gone, 14% yes. are gone. And Elon they just Musk, have whatever. to apply it. They have, they have to just have apply to. the cut. Now, yeah. what kind of people do you need to apply the cut? Do you need empathic people? Yes, you do need empathic people, but not too empathic that it's going to hurt them because you have to be able to do the job. But what you mentioned there and what it makes me think of is that the people in the workplace who have the greatest stress tend to be the middle managers, not the managers who have control and who can say, that's 20 people must go. They are not the people who, because they have more control and more decision making power. But it's the one who must, who has no power, but must apply the rule, if you like. And I mean, we've all heard about the Hoover's effect, you know, that people with too much power and too much control, they end up with an exaggerated kind of sense of themselves. So you mentioned Nurse Hatchet as we walked in and we saw, um, you know, that's exactly what was going wrong there. Here you have somebody in, in what you would call a in the caring profession. A nurse, and this is what prompted this this whole conversation, a nurse in the caring profession. And has she over time become hard? Has she over time become where the control has become a weapon as opposed to something that is used to manage mind and care for people? Mm. So things can go wrong as people develop in their careers. That's mm. the other point. Yeah, of course, the, the vision of the uh, traditional matron was that, but nowadays... Yeah. Uh, the workers would not necessarily put up with that kind that's of treatment. That's right. And, and that's a good thing, I think, Pat, mm. to be honest. Um, a text here. I've worked with bosses who would qualify as sociopaths in yes. any clinical trial. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where the whole, this is where whole psychometric testing and where EQI testing comes in. Employers really now do an awful lot of that. Now, maybe I'm not so sure about nursing and not sure about, you know, different professions. I couldn't speak for each of them. But I know in many organisations that I would have been associated with, they do use the um, EQI, which is the Emotional Quotient Intelligence Test, to check for empathy, to check whether or not you can sense emotion in yourself and in others. That's a really important Mm. one. Another text here, maybe test our TDs and senators for empathy before they are let loose on the lives of others. Now, you might think I think that, they do have empathy. I have to say, I would, yeah. I would. I mean, that. That they have to pretend anyway. Yeah, but <laughs> when I think they're knocking is, on your door, that is their driver. They might lose some, but they, it is their driver. To yeah. be fair, uh, and the other thing is, uh, if they have too much empathy, then they would never take the hard decisions, which sometimes yes. have to be taken. Yes, and if you have too much empathy, so there's a balance here. If you have too much empathy, people burn out. So you have to have a certain amount, there's an, a, an amount of it that is suitable and appropriate and an amount of it then that is excessive and leaves you open mm. to burnout and to trauma and the Another likes. text, social scientists are taking over, trying to justify their existence and create jobs where there are no jobs, adding too much cost to businesses. Only people that can afford them are the public sector. I presume that the idea that but all this, this psychometric He's testing. saying all this psychometric, or she's saying this psychometric, wrong. I think it's the cheapest thing. You can do it online. It's not even a very, it's about 200 euro to do such a thing. And think about the cost. If you have a bad worker in a workplace, the impact they have on other people with their negative, negative talk, negative behaviours, I think it's cheap at the price. So I completely refute that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, the the person who is the square peg in the round hole, yes. and is deeply unhappy, but is in a position of power, and yeah. that's a dangerous animal. 
it's a dangerous animal. We've seen a few of those in our media, haven't we? You know, in um, uh, on our TV screens. I mean, you look at. I mean, Trump is of course the obvious one. All this power, 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 and and his. It's what's wrong there is his personality type. He has instead thought that all of this power and all of this is because he is so amazing. But instead, it's actually nothing to do with him being amazing or indeed him being inadequate. It's so. So this is the problem. You get this mismatch, and you get people adding the wrong thing to the wrong thing. I have seen also, if I may say, a lot of managers in the workplace who are very tough and hard on staff, but they don't have any control or power at home. So you have to watch that if you don't have power in your relationship, power in the good sense, influence, if you don't have a good relationship, you often take it out on people in work. So watch that. Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and co-host of the podcast Tough Love. Uh, Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.